Today on CityCast Chicago, great beaches, a beautiful, ornate ballroom where the Obamas celebrated their wedding. And that's just along the lakefront in the South Shore neighborhood. There's so much more. Writer Evan Moore takes host Jacoby Cochran and you on a tour of the place he's called home for most of his life. It's Thursday, October 27th. I'm Carrie Shepard in for Jacoby, and this is CityCast Chicago. I'm out here with producer Simone Alise on 68th and Chappelle, which is is not too far from where I lived for about three years on 71st and Cornell in the South Shore neighborhood. Uh, but CityCast listeners, I'm not going to put you through another Jacoby Cochran neighborhood guy. So I bought in a lifelong resident of South Shore, Evan Moore. Evan, welcome back to CityCast Chicago. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you joining us. You actually reached out to me uh, to find out when we were doing a South Shore neighborhood guide. Um, why? Well, I mean, it's I grew up here and I've uh, been back since like 2019, but I spent most of my, my life here. I mean, outside of you know being married and came back after a divorce or whatever. And I was kind of like, well, what's the best place to come back to is, is home, like the where mm-hmm. people know you. And like I've told you before, so many family members even still live in the neighborhood. I live like maybe four or five blocks away from a mom and dad and a bunch of other uh, family members. And, you know, like when you talk about the neighborhood, it should be people that know it. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that. So we're sitting out here on 68th Street, not too far from Jeffrey. But to, for all practical purposes, we kind of just sitting outside of somebody's like really dope, beautiful house outside of their like garden room. Why'd you pick this this house in, in this little stump? I mean, it's the house, this house, the this area, and this big house is very quintessential South Shore. I mean, it's uh, the corner houses are always seem to be pretty dope, and a lot of the apartments and, and the houses over here have a sunroom. Even looking out the window, sometimes I'll see people walking by and they'll take pictures of, the, of that this person's garage. It's, Looks like it used to be a, a Karis house or a coast house of some yeah. sorts, but but yeah, like that's kind of what the neighborhood is like. This like pretty uh, dope aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And this house is big; goes runs all the way back to the alley. Just speaking to that architecture, what you'll see. There's a Bryn Mawr Church, which I think is one of the oldest churches on the south side. It's been here since the 1800s, right on Jeffrey. Some of the homes date back to even before the 50s. It was a, kind of a part of the bungalow belt, Chicago's first black middle class neighborhood. Um, and so just the range that you see going all the way back, even before that, to the European immigrants. So many of those buildings are, you know, pushing 100. And when people talk about South Shore, they're uh, often like there are not a lot of things to do out there. And what we um, are trying to accomplish with our neighborhood guy is giving people things to do, things to see, places to eat, places to shop in the neighborhood. So when you come back to South Shore, what are some of those things that you love to see in your neighborhood? Man, like um, we got 63rd Street Beats, which is the locals we call Bongo Beats. I mean, that's kind of been something people have been going over there for years. When people think about South Shore, I'm not... I don't know if many people realize how many beaches are in the neighborhood. Can we talk a little bit about that, about the different beaches? Yeah, sure. Like, um, growing up, uh, the closest to me, like, in terms of walking distance, was uh, the South Shore Country Club, uh, the beach behind that. And if you grew up in South Shore or you're a South Shore person, you don't call it the culture center, you call it the country club. That's what we knew was growing up. And that's how I can tell you're not from here or you haven't been here long that you refer to it as the cultural center. But... 
you know, um, the, yeah, there you had uh, Rainbow Beats and also have uh, aforementioned Third Street Beats. You talk about the South Shore Country Club, a.k.a. the South Shore Cultural Center. Um, I've performed there. I believe the, the Obamas might have had their wedding reception there, right? You, you've got uh, a nine-hole golf course. You've got um, the South Shore Nature Sanctuary behind it, the, the rodeo. But I'm interested with this country club versus cultural center because when it was the South Shore Country Club, black folks, Jewish folks couldn't even go there. So in a predominantly black neighborhood, the fact that people who live here a long time still call it the country club, is there a, um, a tension between those two names? Because the cultural center and, and the country club are of two different histories in a sense. Well, I mean, it's always a tension between folks who've been in the neighborhood for decades and folks who just recently you know, moved over here and, you know, a lot of people like to call this neighborhood up and coming, which is something I, I just hate that word. Like, it's just, it just sounds like that people or our culture weren't here before and someone just walks in and deems it a certain thing. So I saw an article <laughs> in a, the Tribune from 1974 that said the same thing. Right, right. Uh, what's some other things you'd recommend people see in this neighborhood when they visit? I say take a walk down 71st Street and, and walk over here by the Jackson Park Highlands. Uh, if, if somebody's riding their bike or they're, you know, walking through that part of uh, South Shore, what, what are they going to see and how is it different than other parts of the neighborhood? I mean, when you walk around, you see anywhere else, you see architecture, you see like a vibrant community, you see people, you know, walking their dogs, you see, you see kids skateboarding, you see... You know, there's people just like enjoying the weather. Like the the breeze over here during the summers is undefeated, man. Like being the breeze over east and being there, because uh, even during the pandemic, when you know they were, then the mayor was telling people you know, not to be outside and everything else, people were still outside because there's a, a really strong outdoor culture over here. You have some folks who who may not have a backyard, and the most they have is a back porch or a back deck or something. It's a very you know walkable neighborhood, in spite of you know what we you know see in media spaces and, and right-wing blogs and what have you about, you know, our, our city, but particularly uh, neighborhoods populated by black folks. There should be more over here, but it used to be, and a lot of people, it's kind of shocking. I remember I saw a tweet from someone who was kind of shocked that, you know, that there was a, a sit-down restaurant in the neighborhood. Trying to prop up the business corridors in South Shore around like 79th, 75th, even 71st has been something that's you know, a constant project over the last 50 years. But 71st Street, it, you know, has more businesses, now has the local market, the grocery store. Over your time in the neighborhood, how have you seen 71st Street transform as a as a business and as a community corridor? It's a lot better. I don't really have to leave the neighborhood to shop if I really don't want to then get the things, you know, I need, you know. So, and obviously, you know, there's could be more. It could be what we have in other neighborhoods in the city and, we had to our neighbors in the north and high park and you know and and but people over here feel like that you know we don't have something we'll kind of pull our resources to make sure things get done and the fresh market which opened i want to say a year into me living into the neighborhood is one of my favorite grocery stores on the south side it took way too long to get there but in terms of the hot bar oh my god i ain't gonna lie and whole foods even mariano's they ain't got nothing on the local market, the egg rolls in that joint, the mozzarella sticks, fresh. Talking pull apart, the cheese still there. And so seeing that corridor at least get propped up over the last couple of years, um, ha ha it's really been a source of, of pride in the neighborhood. Um, one of the tensions 
you know, in South Shore is you see rising development taking place around the neighborhood, particularly the Obama Presidential Center. And we've covered it on the show. And there seems to be a, a tug and pull between two sides of people who are like, this development is great for the neighborhood. And people say this development threatens the neighborhood. I love to know where you fall on that and how you've seen that impact the story of South Shore. I mean, it's, I feel like it's one of the biggest rivalries in the city. We talk about Cubs, Cardinals, Cubs, White Sox, or Bears, Factories, like renters and homeowners. It seems like it's a really big rivalry. And you notice, like, the people who, who people, like you said, who want all, who like, bring all this stuff on, great. You know, they're homeowners, but you have the folks who, who rent. And as someone who currently rents, who's looking to buy a home, that's the things I think about. I remember, remember taking a walk from here over to where the uh, Obama Center is being built, and I'm just like, Man, my rent's gonna skyrocket. <laughs> it, just, uh, man, it took me like maybe like 10, 15 minutes to walk over. And it's someone, like I said, who's looking to buy over here and looks at Realtor and Zillow, Zillow and, and Redfin and every house over here, they're, they're propping up like you're gonna be in proximity of the Obama Center and by the lake and everything else. They're like and, putting it in the description yeah, straight yeah, up. Yeah, like it's just like, okay, well, and it's like my favorite word up and coming, you know? So, <laughs> It's kind of one of those things where you kind of what you do, like you want, you know, you're, you want, you know, amenities in your neighborhood. But at the same time, like anything as a healthy theory of folks in South Shore and other communities where demographics are, are shifting a little bit. Like even when they put the Starbucks on 71st in, in uh, Stony, even when they open up the Stony Island Arts Bank and like seeing who, who was there and it wasn't anybody I recognized. You know, I was you, you just kind of like this for you kind of had to thing your head like is this for us or is this for the people they they move in after we're gone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the landmarks you mentioned uh, in South Shore has a few of them uh, is the Stony Island Arts Bank, right? It has reopened in the last few years. Do you know the history of that space? It was a bank. It was obviously a bank. It was a bank where a lot of black folks uh, had accounts there. And then there's actually one up the street where a lot of black folks who didn't who didn't, who didn't get home loans you know, before, they got them from that place, the old South Shore Bank here. Which is actually the parking lot for that is where they they do the uh, the South Shore, uh, you know, the uh, Connect South Shore Art, Arts Festival every year. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, like there's events that are neighborhood specific. Like when they, when they have Dwayne Powell DJ in there, house music. Like come on, like he's that dope to be in there. Like to see all these different people, like people in the neighborhood just hanging out and chilling. You know, like we should be able to have amenities in our neighborhood. I've gone there a few times. They have a like a really expansive library. Um, obviously, you're probably not going to pull any books off, but if you want to take pictures inside of it, they host events. Uh, and then another landmark in the neighborhood, uh, I, I, I've not talked to many people who've gotten to go to it when it was open, the New Regal Theater. I believe it's now the Avalon Regal, the new Avalon Regal that. Theater. Like, yeah, 
throughout my time in the neighborhood, it was closed. And I never as a kid got to go to a show there. You know, what was that space? What did that space mean to the neighborhood throughout your lifetime? Man, my first uh, rap show was there. Mm. I saw, uh, I'm dating myself. Uh, my dad took me and my sister to see Heavy D and the boys and Rex in Effect. Nah, he definitely is. But I like yeah. it. Yeah, you know, so that was pretty cool because that was something in our neighborhood. And now uh, we took us less than five minutes to get there, you know, like just to have the shows that went up that was there over time. You know, Biggie performed there, you know, <laughs> and Common performed there and all these different. And it was also all these community plays and everything else. And and one of my first events there outside of that was a was a play. And I mean, I'm I mean, to see Arson Theater in our neighborhood by people that look like you and, and everything else. That, that's everything. And when I play closed, you know, like, yeah, think about that. Like, this is the era when, you know, a lot of venues in Chicago didn't do rap shows. And they were one of the few at the time that was in our neighborhood that allowed rap shows. So just to have not have that around is to feel like it's particularly, you know, devastating. But something's got to happen. You know? <laughs> like, it's something that's in the neighborhood. And I think people would enjoy it as, as shows were start to happen there. We talked about the South Shore bank closing, but it's reopened as a community space. We talked about the grocery store closing, but it's reopened as, you know, uh, a, a, a newer community grocery store. What would it mean if the uh, the theater uh, were to ultimately reopen in a neighborhood? How would that, you know, change the energy in the neighborhood? I definitely would. I mean, you got to I mean. Here we talk about all these things re closing and reopening and all these different spaces. You have to shout out like the business owners and activists and other folks who've been fighting for these things for for decades. I mean, having those folks around to say like, hey, this is our neighborhood. This is what we want in the neighborhood. We're here. We're not going anywhere. And we'd rather spend our money in our community like other folks in other communities across the city and other ethnic groups, uh, they, do, they do the same thing. I mean, so it's not like, you know, we don't want anything different that's already seen in the city. What are some of your favorite restaurants in the neighborhood? Uh, you know, L and D off of uh, 75th and uh, in Exchange. I ordered from there yesterday. Like, I'm a type of guy, you know, like Dunkin' Donuts is cool and Starbucks, but like the Greasy Spoon, like any type of you know, like the coffee from places like that. Are, I think that's uh, that's pretty dope and that's a pretty cool and. Yeah, What's but, your breakfast order from LNG? <laughs> I do the mini breakfast, and so, you know, I, I do that, maybe some pancakes sometimes or whatever. But outside of that place, I like uh, Slab Barbecue up the street. I mean, I like, uh, what else? I like, you got to give like, me the order. You, oh, we, yeah. we stopping at Slab Barbecue. What we man, I got, I, man, I try to do, like, uh, tips and the uh, links, man. You oh. know, go. You know, I go, man. <laughs> yep, yes, sir. Yeah, and, like, also going to South Shore Brew and, and getting coffee from there, and you just kind of realize where it's, like, you know, like uh, who that ten bucks, that ten fifteen bucks I spend there, who who's earned that money more, them or or Dunkin' Donuts? I, I do think about that sometimes. No shade to Dunkin', you know, but I just know it's it's in my community, and that money stays in my community, and the people who own it live in the community. Outside of there, I like surfs up on Seventy First Street. They do a pretty uh pretty uh dope um uh, poor boy. They got one in Bronzeville, and they got one over here in South Shore. Mm -hmm. I, I like both of them. The one over here is nice. Yeah, I mean, in terms of pizza, we got Italian Fiesta. You know, some people... People know how I feel about Italian Fiesta. Like, don't talk down on our name. It's worth the line, and it's worth the next morning. Like, whatever whatever that means for you, it, I think it's worth it every single time. <laughs> um, there's also some vegan food in the in the neighborhood as well. Majani. Have you stopped in there yet? 
I'm still working on the vegan thing. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I mean, it's in the neighborhood. It's down, actually down the street from on this chain from there. And like, um, and we were talking earlier about local market. Like, I became a fan of their uh, of the vegan mac and cheese in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, well, you know, we'll mail. We're, we're getting there. Your way up. We're, we're working there. Uh, people in my ear about it. So I made this like, you know, step in one day and be like, all right, what y'all got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. I would stop in there. All right. So we've talked about some of your favorite restaurants in the neighborhood. We've talked about uh, some things to do. I would be lost if I didn't tell people if you come to this neighborhood, you got to just walk around and try to find all the hidden murals in this neighborhood, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's some Max Sansings over here um, that mm-hmm. are absolutely brilliant. Uh, you got anyone in particular that's your favorite? Uh, I like the one that's on 79th in Stony. It's actually across the street from the from the Regal, and that's that was a former uh, at, the, at the shuttered uh, Leon's location. Mm-hmm. The mirror you're talking about on 79th Street is by Max Sansing and Kayla Mahaffey. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's like got the their styles are kind of mixed together, like some cool animations called New Frontier, same old nine. Um, and so there's some great murals in the neighborhood. So we've talked beaches, we've talked murals, we've talked architecture and walking tours, and we've talked a little bit of history. You know, what's something, maybe a misconception people have in South Shore that you want to clear up before we get this neighborhood guy wrapped? Oh, uh, man, like, uh, that we exist? I mean, because it's weird, because, like, you know, you tell, and, you know, with Chicago, when you go different places, even here in the city, you tell people where you're from, you just say, you literally say, like, over east or, or I'll say, I'll say South Shore. And some people are kind of like, oh, okay, and kind of look like this. I'm like, that was roll mine to say, the area that's south of High Park. <laughs> so, so I, but that I guess like that we exist in, we're a vibrant community, and we have all the all these different things uh, going on. I want to give a huge thank you to Evan Moore, the homie who's now been on CityCast at least three times. And I appreciate you deciding to keep coming back. Thanks, man. I appreciate y'all. If you want to give CityCast Chicago a tour of your neighborhood, please hit us up via text message, voicemail, or you can send us an email. All of that information will be in your show notes. We're trying to hit every single neighborhood in Chicago. Eventually, we're going to be doing it for the second and the third time, coming back to see South Shore through somebody else's eyes. If you want those eyes to be yours, reach out to us. Some news before we let you go. The Chicago Board of Education voted to take over two urban prep charter schools. The schools once boasted a 100% college acceptance rate for its graduates. The board cited sexual abuse allegations against urban prep's founder and claims of financial mismanagement as reasons that Chicago public schools should take over. I.O. Theater, one of Chicago's famed improv spots for decades, announced its reopening with new shows starting November 3rd. The theater closed in 2020 and now is under new ownership. Some good news. Mayor Lightfoot signed an executive order yesterday pledging to dedicate at least half of the city's advertising budget to independent and non-English speaking media sources. The Chicago Independent Media Alliance pushed for this. That's the organization that includes our friends and colleagues at Block Club, Raraza, Harvey World Herald, The Daily Line, so many more. Good news. For more news and events around the city, including ways you can weigh in on the We Will Chicago plan that tackles housing, culture, climate, all the pressing issues in our city, subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Chicago. 
Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really matters. It helps others find us. And of course, you want everyone to know about CityCast Chicago. Producer Simone Alisea is in the host chair tomorrow. Talk to you then. Why is this not loud enough? I need to turn it up. Why won't you let me turn you up? That is too loud. How is this? This is good. This is good. I think this is good. Okay.